With a Texas twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Karafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. We're going to be talking about timelines today and how you can use a timeline to help your child love to share and be better at at sharing stuff. Now, I know that sounds crazy, doesn't it? But I've got an expert here. And and also, I just will admit, I know there's people that don't like timelines, but I love them and I could not wait for us to talk about this. Anna Crafty Pierce is my expert, of course. My daughter, the artist, the educator, the mommy of two of my little grandbabies. Okay, Anna, you know, I keep a timeline up all the time. I don't know if you even realize it's in there. When we painted it, we call it the grand room. It's the smallest room in the house, but we call it the grand room because that's where the grandkids stay. We put uh, the timeline back up after we painted. I can't believe you think I would have missed that. <laughs> Nobody misses that, Mom. Anyone who walks into your guest bedroom, they're going to see that. I'm not sure. Not that, normal. I don't, I don't know if the grandkids have noticed it yet. They're pretty, the well, little ones. Okay, let me take that back. It's not normal in other homes. So anyone who walks into your home who's never been there before is going to notice. It is very normal for you. Your grandkids, probably it's not even a blip on their radar because it's very normal for you. <laughs> I, I'm just waiting for one of them to ask me a time question. Like, when did that happened in history and then of course we're going to have a whole thing where we get to go in there and look I'm thinking about doing a timeline with them next time they're at my house okay so I have heard about this and I haven't done it yet for myself it's on my bucket list after I clear my desk next time and I guess it was in some of the teacher training we did along the way they there is a thing that is um, a teacher lesson planning thing to do and I can't remember which subject it comes out of but where you create a personal timeline. Yeah, that's a for your good own one. history. I and love that. Birth, and you put, you know, all the years you've been alive and different big events and, you know, kind of a dot, 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 dot. And somewhere out there in the far off future, maybe, you know, death. And then you fill in all the things along the way and you visualize what could be, what could happen next. I love that. Which is such a cool exercise for yeah. kids and for grownups, which is why I want to do it. Well, for me, being the visual person I am and then getting all my history out of a textbook with dates, which are numbers. So the numbers never mm-hmm. meant a thing to me. They were totally like just right out my window. I didn't have a place to put them. So once I understood that I could take a long piece of paper, divide it in fourths, put zero, 500, 1,000, you know, 2,000, and then start putting pictures on those. Then history began to make sense to me. So uh, and and also you can connect different cultures like to connect the art, the architecture in Philadelphia with the Dutch architecture, you know, because the the influences. Yeah, because our founding fathers came over from that part of first from Holland, first 
the original, some of the original people went from England to Holland and then to Philadelphia. And they built buildings like where you see in Holland to this day. I love in, in my life and personally that idea you just said, as far as connections, you started me with that so young and you drew us a timeline and said, okay, now in your brain, visualize this and I'm going to give you important things to add to it. Yeah. So, and, and they weren't necessarily the traditional, what we, we would consider canonical, the, would be, the big ones. No, no. It's the stuff I liked. So, <laughs> so the fall of Jerusalem. Oh yeah. In 70 AD is on my, you hear, I can say the date, which is numbers are so hard for me. It's on my mental timeline. And I know Josephus was writing about them because he came out of that. And that was one that was important to you because of Christian, because of biblical history yes. that I have on my timeline. Um, and so as you're helping your kid, build a mental timeline. If you choose to do this as a family, picking things that, that are personal for your family history in from the ancient past, but are associated with where you are and where you want your kids to head, putting those th- markers on their, their mental timeline is so wonderful. I have never been lost in history. When teachers say dates or professors said dates, I had a place I could squish them between the ones that were already on my personal timeline. Yeah, I loved art for that. And and the reason this matters is when we're talking about sharing and stewardship and wanting to share ourselves in an authentic way, it's so important to know kind of the the history of how things develop. It just makes a difference on how much empathy and compassion you can have for other people when you understand a little bit more of global history, world history. And to quote a dear childhood book that my sister loved in the course of a lifetime, what does it matter was one of her favorite quotes from there. And it can be taken two different ways. Now, where did that come from? It comes from to walk two moons, which is a classic piece of children's literature that my sister read. And that one line sunk into her and she, I'm not good at memorizing quotes, but she quoted that thing to me so much as as a child. It gave her, I think it gave her freedom and peace. The idea that you look at the course of a lifetime and you look at this moment and you say, is this going to have value? Oh, wow. And and as somebody who she believes in eternity and in God, as someone who believes that the course of this lifetime is a part of the course of eternity. Wow. That really makes that that idea freeing. And for me, of course, I visualize a timeline every time she says it. In the course yes. of this lifetime, within the course of human history, within the course of this planet being made by God within eternity. Yeah. And some things really matter that much. I love that so much. Okay, I want to I want to read a, a definition of empathy. Able to imagine other people's circumstances and feelings with heartfelt compassion and understanding. So you can see why I think a timeline helps us when we don't have a grasp of, of history at all. Like we don't even know our own American history and then much less English or European or African or Asian. Um, history. We don't know uh, South American. Uh, there, there's so much history that w- if you don't know it, it really makes it hard for you to have compassion for other people and understand that their perspectives may be uh, very valuable and different than your own. So that's why I picked empathy to go with timelines today. I want to I want to read this Bible verse. I think it's really sweet. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Romans 12:15. And then I like this one, too, from Ephesians 4.32. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God and Christ forgave you. 
So I just wanted to start with a couple of those things on it and say, uh, when it comes to timelines, like what are some things that say, oh, mom is listening. She has little kids and she's going to be like me. She's going to put that timeline up on the wall and nobody's going to notice it. And that's not going to help anybody. Right. So tell us how we, can we use our time? Like what, what can we put up there? Pictures? Oh, I, well, I just assume. Okay. So obviously when I was explaining mom in my childhood, giving me a timeline for me, it's visual. Oh yeah. Cause I'm an artist and, and you're so sweet to make me an expert at these things. I'm only an expert in that. I have used timelines obsessively my whole life. <laughs> I don't have one actually up in my guest room, like my mother, but everything I've ever studied, I drew a line across the paper and laid it out because I am visual. And so I, in college, I made timelines that had a picture for everything we talked about because yeah. I could just drag, you know, click and drag off the internet into my document. Oh, um, and now I do my posters in my classroom in order and grouped by time. And so you can do timelines. If you're talking very small children, you can get out family photos and put them in order of when they happened. I love that and, idea. And tell the stories of, Hey, this is the photo of your dad. And I, we were falling in love. And they kind of look at you like, what does that mean? You've always loved daddy and tell them what it was like to fall in love. And look, it came before you were born. Here's a picture of you at the hospital. When you were born, look at how Aww. your daddy looked at you. Aww. And you can tell them those family stories, but put them in a chronological order, like a timeline so that as they get older, their brains function that way and they can engage with their friend's history or world history more easily. Okay. So I was talking to somebody the other day and they said something about their mom had them before they were married. And we both just cracked up. This is somebody I know, like the mom. And it was so funny. And I loved how free they were about that. So if you're listening in and you heard us say that, like, the assumption is you meet, fall in love, and then oh. you have the kids, right? Well, that's my timeline. <laughs> I know. I know. I just want to say sometimes timelines uh, can get a little, like, unexpected, and that just makes it more fun to me. Uh, anyway, I can't even remember who told me that, but whoever it was, I thought, I love this mother so much. Well, she, that kid obviously had <laughs> understood timelines. They got the order correct. Good for them. Yeah, it was a, it was a grown-up lady, but it's just, oh. you know, I mean, because in our era, I'm an old person. In our era, that was so unexpected to say something like that. But apparently that mother had much, so much courage and authenticity that she just taught it to her child the way it was. And I and then her, for her. her daughter was just laughing about it. Like, yeah, I know exactly when, uh, when that happened because it was right after I was born. Anyway, it was pretty funny. Um, and it made me want to meet her mother. Actually, I remember now who it was. It's a mother I don't know, but I admire her already. I can't wait to meet her. I hope I do someday. Okay, so talking about timelines, we've, we've talked a little bit about uh, how, gr how great they are for giving you a better perspective on the world. And also, I think one thing, we'll, I hope we'll have time to get to it before the break. If we don't, we'll pick it up after. There's a lot of people in the world that are so afraid of history, and we don't want that to be our kids. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about how I became such a fan of timelines. Um, part of it was because I did not get good history training in my childhood, and I had to go back and reteach myself that. So that's one reason Anna and I are so committed to lifelong learning. We really love it. Now, if you want any of these ideas, you don't have to look for them. I'm going to put them all in, blog, in my blog with links. And so you can find that at kathycraffy.com. K-R-A-F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward.com. Do you have anything you want to say before we go to the break? When we come back, I want you to tell them about world history and becoming a believer. Oh, 
Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. We could do that. I love that story. I'll have to make it a good ending. We don't want a boring ending. <laughs> she told me sometimes my stories have boring endings. So I have to work on that. <laughs> oh, okay. We have about five seconds here. And I want to just tell you how glad we are that you're listening in with us today. We love t- talking together. You can tell we're full of great ideas. <laughs> But um, it wouldn't be any fun if we didn't think you were listening to. And we're, we're really humbled and uh, joyful about the numbers of people that listen into these shows. So we hope you'll share them like we love sharing them with you. We hope you'll pass them on to your friends, too. And we're glad you're with us. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. Help me, Toginet. You're my only hope. I want to start a podcast, but I simply don't have time. How do I take care of the details? Editing? Contacting guests? Where do I put it so that people can listen in? Fear not. The podcasting wizards here at Toginet can take care of all of the details because we provide full-service podcasting for all of our hosts so that you can focus on your message. We even build you a webpage that you can edit. And we send your podcast out to Spotify and iTunes so that your message is easy to find. Wow, you can do all of that? You've magically cured my anxiety. Where do I sign up? You can find all of our packages on our website, toginet.com. That's T-O-G-I-N-E-T.com. If you would like to talk to one of us, call us at 903-787-5880 or email us at staff at toginetradio.com. Want to move from coexisting to cherished? From isolated to influential? Hi, this is Kathy. Just for you, we have two books out now devoted to creating better conversations, life-changing conversational adventures. Marriage Conversations, From Coexisting to Cherished, is 20 chapters packed with easy, practical ideas. This is the book I wrote for my kids. It's brimming over with personal stories and stuff I learned the hard way. Then, The Well, The Art of Drawing Out Authentic Conversations explores over 40 different ways Jesus launched the woman at the well from lonely to leadership. You can find our books with our wonderful publishers, Cross River Media and Elk Lake Publishers, at local bookstores or at Amazon.com. Buy two, one to read out loud to your hubby and one to share with a friend. Order yours today and have your own conversational adventures tonight. What if I told you there was a new place for senior care? A place where mom's bathtub recitals are met with rousing applause? Where Lola the Yorkie Poo has the run of the place? A place where corn dogs are on the menu whenever? It's home. Where mom built her life. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-455-CARE or visit homeinstead.com to learn more about in-home services like 24-hour care, memory care, hospice support, and meals and nutrition. Oh, miles and miles of Texas. 
We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where truth and Texas twang meet. I saw miles and miles of Texas. Hey, welcome back. We're talking about empathy and and developing a love for other people and an ability to understand and um, actually experience with them the pain that they feel sometimes. We all feel sometimes having people that are empathetic in our lives, including our own children. And then also about how timelines help us get a better grasp of history and therefore make us able to share better. So that's kind of the topic today. We've just combined some things that Anna and I feel very passionately about and love to talk about. So um, I want to begin with an Oprah Winfrey quote, the struggle of my life created empathy. I could relate to pain, being abandoned, having people not love me. I think everybody can relate to that. And so when we put, when we begin to chart the history of humanity on like a global timeline, you can really see the ebb and fall and that what she said, the pain, the abandonment, being rejected by people, you can really see that throughout history. And you can also see victory and and some of the the values that cause certain cultures to rise and be strong. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about that in American history. And Anna brought up. Yes, I want you to I want you to speak into this because my salvation story is so incredibly dear in that I don't remember a time I didn't know who Jesus was and that he wanted oh. me. It It's such an amazing thing to have grandparents and parents who pray over you to such an extent and teach you what is true from the beginning. But that's not everyone's story. Yeah, that was not my story. In fact, on my website, you'll find a testimony. But I just posted this this last year uh, by James McAndrew. And he his testimony really resonated with me because he grew up in a home with very, very smart people who were not necessarily respectful of Christianity at first. And I felt that my parents both became Christians, but they were disdainful about faith when we were younger. And so I began uh, reading all the time. Mother loved to read, and she always instilled in us a desire to follow after truth and seek knowledge. And so we were reading all the time when we were kids. And I began to just collect these stories about history and they weren't they were a little jumbled for me because I didn't follow numbers real well but I could follow themes very well and one of the themes that really stood out to me is so many of the great um, stories faith stories from all different religions have a flood in them for instance and also there are the high places in many of the old uh, stories of, of hu- human explanations of, you know, how does God exist and what is faith? So because that was across all the different religion types, I began to see there was a pattern and that the pattern itself made me believe, even though I did not know Jesus, it made me believe that there was, because there was a pattern, there was truth there somewhere. And it was outside of humanity. Yes. So the fact that all these um, different cultures had an explanation for a flood, for instance, told me that a flood had really happened. And the fact that all the different cultures desired to build high places to go to worship, that told me there was a pattern there that implied there was something beyond 
humanity, that it was universal to all of us. And so that was kind of interesting to me as an unbeliever. And then as I began to pursue, I actually, by the time I became, I was 19 when I became a Christian. By the time I was 18, I had studied over 30 different religions. I listed them out one time and I can't remember them all, but it's pretty obscure, some of them. I didn't know that part. Yeah. I just knew you'd studied them. And yeah. then in college, you became a believer. Like there's hardly a book in any other faith that I haven't read. But the thing that was different about Christianity from all the other ones I studied, this is really remarkable to me even now that people don't pick up on this more often. And all the others, we had to work toward God. There was a systematic way that you had to make yourself good enough to be worthy of his attention. The only religion that where God came to us and sought us out and paid for our sins, and I knew I had imperfections. You didn't have to tell me that. There didn't take a Baptist preacher to tell me that I was a sinner. I had that part figured out. <laughs> so say we all. <laughs> I, I, I always tell people I was an expert on sin and that is really nothing to brag about. But by 19, I realized that the only religion that would where Jesus, where God would come to us and seek us out and pay the price for our sin was through his son, Jesus Christ. So that's how I became a Christian. It was actually my study of history that led me to that conclusion. I love that. And I didn't realize that it, I knew the story about wanting a Bible as a little girl because of a teacher in your life. Yeah. But I didn't realize how young you had started pursuing stories, true stories of world history seeking. And, and it makes sense to me now thinking about it because we're all designed all over the whole world to seek God made in his image, exactly. which is part of why we are designed. We are our best, happiest, most fulfilled people when we're being empathetic. Because part of empathy is treating other people like they're designed in God's image. I love that so much, Anna. And you know, if you're listening and you're not a Christian, we don't even care. We love you. We're convinced that you're made in God's image. It's part of what we believe. So that's just lucky for you. If innate you just, value. That's how you, we feel about all people, innate value. Yeah, if you disagree <laughs> with our faith, you still are so lucky because we really love you because of our faith. So that's kind of interesting. And we just want to welcome you to the show. So it's okay with us when people don't agree with us. We're, we're not here to try to make people believe us. We're just trying to share good ideas about raising kids. And also on the raising kids thing, coming back to mom's story of faith, I, as a mom with two young kids, you don't get to pick for your kids. You right. get to tell them what you believe and what you love, and you get to present them with things that are true, like timelines, like world history, and, and give them all the beautiful love and knowledge you have. And then the dearness of the way they're designed is that they have free wills and they're going to pick. But if you presented them with truth and a, a dear way, like a timeline of organizing what is true, then, then if you help them seek God, he, he came to us. He is very, very dear in letting us find him. It's so true, isn't it? That's so beautiful. I, I I was really surprised as a kid to learn that the timeline of history was divided by before, you know, AD and BC, which doesn't mean after his death, but that's it's some Latin word I can't remember. Anna Gemini. Oh, Anna would know that. All children learn after dead because it's easier to remember. <laughs> yeah. I, that's the one I remember. But, but he's not dead. So that too is a little confusing as a memory tool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. But anyway, they kind of changed that now because everybody wants to take Jesus out of everything. It seems now. now is what they do. Oh, is that what they mm. do? Well, anyway, I'm still just an old person. I remember when we set the Pledge of Allegiance in school. Mm. <laughs> 
So I love the way timelines help because you can put it all on one piece of paper. They make things that are really ancient real. So my timeline has, because people are always people. Right. The ones that lived before tools, you know, who were inventing Mm -hmm. the wheel and figuring out how to paint cave walls were just as human as we are. Right. And the ones that are going to come after us a hundred years or a thousand years, however much longer this planet survives and goes on, they're going to be just as human as we are. And when you lay that all out where you can see it all in one place, you, it's that idea starts to be real. And to me, at least it's maybe to other people, it's overwhelming, but to me, it's very reassuring that for thousands of years, humans have been here making history and I can put it all in a timeline and look at it and relate to them. What I like about that is it gives you a vision for what you can do in the future. And and I think when we're talking about stewarding and, and sharing, especially stewardship being taking care of what God has entrusted to you in order to bless others. So when we think about the understanding we have of history and really teaching ourselves to be lifelong learners so that we learn history and and whether it's with a timeline or something else, but today we're talking about timelines, they can be that tool that helps us be better prepared to steward and share human experience and therefore to have more empathy. And also stewardship's a good point. We talked about asking questions of history and making sure history, the, the information you're getting is accurate. And we've discussed that on other podcasts as well. But in, an interesting fact about timelines, when you start putting facts with dates on a line, it's a way of stewarding history because it is recording it accurately. And teaching your kids to record things accurately is a form of stewardship. Oh, wow. Um, I hadn't put that together till just now when you said stewardship in the context of timelines. But anytime you can encourage your child to record something accurately or memorize it accurately. Yeah. That's a form of stewardship because they won't be led astray if someone else says it and it's wrong. They'll know what is true and the truth will live in them. And that will be a form of stewardship. Well, you know what, Anna, you're just giving me a great idea. You could actually do a timeline and every time they learn a verse, let them write it on the timeline. Like you could do their whole room in timelines. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, I'm only at your house. I do do love them, but not not that much. But you can put memory verses up on the timeline. And then that also gives your child a vision. Like if you live to be as old as your grandparents, look how many more verses you could learn. Or, you know, there's a lot you could do with that. You know, you kind of did that. I'm not sure she ever did it as a timeline, like linearly like that. But my aunt was so incredible about always having a current verse that her family was memorizing. And you could mark, I I call them Ebenezer's in my life Uh because of the Old Testament history of that word. And I can actually, I've done it before in women's groups where I tell the story of my life in the prayers I prayed to God. Oh, because wow. each big prayer is like an Ebenezer. Oh. It's like a monument in my heart of something I'm asking him for and I'm thanking him for and I'm putting. But so it is like a timeline of prayers in my okay. heart. I'm just going to admit, I barely remember Ebenezer in the Old Testament. <laughs> so when we do the blog, I'm just going to add that in there. So if you're, if you're like me, you're going like, I think I'm supposed to know that, but you don't remember, don't worry about it. I'm going to put it in the blog. And we have to close on, I'm so sad, but you can find all of this at Kathy Crafty, K-R-A, F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com. Thank you for being with us. Truth with a Texas twang. Oh, no. 
Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang. 